welcome back to Therefore Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. I'm Judy Mustang. And we are a day late this week. Sorry about that. We uh, just couldn't make it happen. It happens sometimes like that. But um, we have decided this week, I don't know what, how to even introduce this, I guess, that, um, well, the original thought was that we would talk about being tent dwellers, but that kind of um, overflows into some other topics. So I guess we'll just start with maybe that idea of being a tent dweller. It kind of goes back to an episode we've already put out, our obedience um, episode that was, what, back in October, maybe? Yeah. That um, So it's been a while. But um, this idea of being a tent dweller for God is that wherever God directs, you're just willing to pick up and go. So a tent being not a permanent residence, easily put up, easily torn down, and you keep going on the path. And um, I'm I'm doing the study, and um, new to me, sorry about the shuffling in the background. It's called The Ten Women of the Bible by um, Max Licato. And so I haven't ever done one of his studies. Have you? No, ever? actually. I didn't even I've know he did books, studies. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm really enjoying it. But um, he brought up this idea of, t- of being a tent dweller and just being so quick to obey what God tells you to do. And and so this first, um, the first lesson in here is Abram um, and Sarai. And uh, before, you know, the name change. Right. I just think those name changes are interesting. They're so significant. I know this is a digression. <clears throat> Excuse me. But like, what would your name be? Like, I always wonder, like, if God was going to like say, you're no longer going to be Judy. You are now going to be this. Like, what would he say? I don't know. It's hard. Someday maybe we'll hear it. I know. He'll tell us. You would be blah, blah, blah. But this, um, yeah, so they were um, tent dwellers, quite literally, but God told Abram, go. Yeah. That and, in and of itself is tough. Right. Didn't tell him where he was going. No. Or a time frame. And leave everything. Leave everyone. Yes. And, and go. And, and he did. And that's crazy to me. I can't imagine. But there were lots of things in Abraham's life that I can't imagine, no. you know, being done or doing. But yeah, so you know what? My mind always goes to the Lord's Prayer that we sometimes just pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Um, but that part where it says your um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think we've talked about this on on air before too, but the that part, if to really pray that God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven means it's done without question. Yeah, that's tough. Just he wills it and it happens. There's no like, Delay. well, God, I think maybe, or yeah, no delay. No, which delay is disobedience. Well, it is. And how many times in the Bible... God would say, hey, you'll follow me. He's like, well, can I go back and do right. this? Or can I go back and do this? Hello, and- Lot's wife. Yeah. I mean, not even like, thank you. she didn't even go back. She just turned around and looked. Even when Jesus was like, because they wanted to follow him, he's like, okay, well, come with me. And they, they said, well, can I go back and do this? Or right. can I go back and do this? And even Elisha, when um, Elijah put his mantle on him, he's like, can I go back? Right. You know, and, and finally, Elijah just said, what have I done to you? <laughs> he's like you know yeah. if you can't pick up a move then maybe maybe this isn't maybe maybe you're not the one for the yeah, job that's what i'm saying how many times do you think that god has had to ask people to do a job i mean some of the things that maybe you're doing right now yeah what if you're the third person he's asked to do that job that's kind of well it's kind of amazing but it's also a little bit like intimidating right to think that like i can't say no yeah because I'm going to miss it. Or like I might miss my part in the story. I don't want somebody to do what God asked and purposed me to do. No. I don't want to miss that in my generation. No. Yeah. I don't want him to say, hey, you did a really good job, but I really had this plan for you, but you didn't think that you could do that. You didn't think that I could handle you in that piece. Which is, I mean, he gave us a great example of that, Moses. Yeah very much was like, um, I'm not your guy. I have a stutter or something. I don't like to talk in front of people. I literally killed someone. You know, I'm not, I'm not your guy. And he said, uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's really cool. And, and, but also really scary to think that like we pray that, but we don't really mean it. And that's good. God use me. Except yeah. for that. Wait, right. Like, um, use me, but 
Can let it be me, on my let terms? Me, let me, yeah, let me pencil you into my calendar yeah, yeah. here. Or I only, so when I was saying, use me. <laughs> let me tell you what I really meant. <laughs> yeah. This is mine. I have some terms. Yes. Terms and conditions. God does not read care the, about our terms. Read the small print. Yeah. <laughs> Could you sign right here, God? Yes. So the study that I'm doing was, in, you know, talking about being a tent dweller, kind of challenging uh, uh, the reader, the studier to 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 jump in and, and be a tent dweller. But in the course of the study, it was clear that there were some moments of doubt. And I can't even say doubt because it, it says in the Bible several times that Abraham had faith uh, or Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as faith. faith. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so he believed him even when he slept with the maid. Yeah. Even when he created an Ishmael. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, do we even like that's a whole topic, girl. Wow. That's a whole topic. That's a whole topic. I, we should do that sometime. We should. I love Old Testament history. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, it's my, I can really faves. dig into it. Yeah. We need to do that. Do. You guys are about to get a whole other yeah, kind of study yeah. on this. <laughs> Ishmael it is. <laughs> I mean, that's, I do get sucked into that quite a bit. But, but even though he made all these mistakes, God still credited him as being righteous. Yeah. What? I'm telling you, he's that kind of God. <laughs> he's much more forgiving than I. Yes. Thank God. Thank God he's for- more forgiving than I am. But yeah, what it came down to for Abraham and Sarah, and what it probably comes down to for us too, is the question of, do you trust God? Do you trust him? And usually when we talk about this, we talk about like, do you trust his plan? Yeah. Do you trust him to, you know, to know what's coming or to know what's, but I think the bigger question is, do you trust him to keep his promises? Because if he's directing it to you, there's a promise in that. Yeah. Like, and we already have so much promised to us from God. Isn't it amazing that we have the easy part? Really? We do. We just have to believe. Do you ever do that? Do you ever sit back and go, if yes. I were pre-Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. What a blessed time we live in. I mean, truly. Yeah. I was looking for a, there was a specific verse that I, I had written in here that, and it's not all about Sarah being well past her childbearing age, although it talks about that quite a bit. What I don't like about this study, and I suddenly I'm turning this into a review of Max Licato's study here, but what I don't like about it is that he um, he characterizes Abram and Sarai as old, and I know that they were old, but like like old, you know, like they're in their walkers and like missing <laughs> their teeth, and I'm like, that's not. I don't envision that when I think of Old Testament old people. Because <laughs> Judy's laughing at me right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they live for so long. Surely the extension of the human body. <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night. Okay. <laughs> this is it. You guys are. Well, I've just now envisioned Sarah with the walker. And so, yes. like, you know. <laughs> it's, I just don't think it's accurate. And so that is really like it's something that I've struggled with this. Here's the part, I think, that I was. So it's 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing people what is wrong in their lives, for correcting faults, and for teaching how to live right. And um, what I wrote underneath that was that God's promises just are. And we have the whole Bible of them. So good. So many promises. And we don't apply them to ourselves. Or we, we do sometimes over apply them to ourselves, like, and take things out of context. I think our problem is that we don't believe his promises are. Right. Or we think, well, yeah, he could do that for my life, but can he do this in my life? Right. I mean, we just kind Why of do we categorize question? his promises of whether they can be okay in my life. I can believe God for this. But not this. So, and I guess the crazy thing for me is I was going through the study and it, of course they're, they are talking about Jesus, but that's not really the focus of this particular study so far, right? But so many of us say we believe the promise that God is going to impute our sin upon Jesus 
and impute Jesus's righteousness mm, upon good. us. That's good. We believe that. Yeah. But we don't believe that he's going to take our dream that he gave us and provide it like and yeah. and make it sing for him. Thank you. Like we'll trust that he had his son die for us for our eternal salvation. We'll believe that 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 this man hung on a cross died and rose again and we believe that we're going to see him in heaven and that that we're going to be sitting at him or sitting with him at, at the table and and we believe that but we don't believe that we that he can do whatever is holding us back from our dream that he has likely given us. us yeah why why can we believe this you know if you ask anybody who's not a christian they say that sounds kooky, right? This guy died and rose from the dead and what? And you think that like, but we believe that and claim it wholeheartedly, but we don't believe the simple things. Yeah. What sense does that make? It just, I think, shows sometimes how little trust we have in him to do what he said he would do for us and in us and through us. and So bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So bizarre. I think sometimes we look at our situation or our circumstance or our dream mm-hmm. and in those moments of looking at that, we don't remember how big he is and that we don't remember. I mean, even as you were, you know, talking about the Lord's prayer, it says, you know, hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be thy name. His name, all of the names of God are promises. Right. Oh my gosh, I've been, so as I've been reading through, that's something that's in here. So the first week was, or the first day was Adonai. Adonai, master. Master. How many of us talk to God as master? And what does a master do? He takes care of his, I mean, they serve, but like he takes care of them. They are under his authority. The next one was El Shaddai and I just, there's so, so many names in here that I, I've known forever, but this study is just helping me refocus on those. And it's been really cool to think back and go, do I treat you as Adonai? Yeah. Do I respond to you as El Shaddai? Do I, you know, or do I just stick with my usual, um, dear heavenly father? Yeah. Dear Lord God, you know, I mean, whatever. do I believe that you're my provider? Do I believe yeah. that, you know, you're Jehovah Nisi or your banner over me is love? Do I believe all of those things? Right. Because he said, I'm all of them. I mean, even, you know, talking about Old Testament, um, when, when they asked Moses, who sent you? Yeah. He, he said, I had to tell him I am because I, I didn't want to leave all the other things out. Because right. if I told him that you was just your provider, then you wouldn't know that he was your healer. And if I just told him you was your healer, then you wouldn't know that I was your master or that all of those things. And he said, so just to sum it all up, whatever you need, yeah. need to be, I am. So whatever you're walking through, whatever you're facing, whatever storm, mountain, circumstance, whatever it is that's in front of you, he is. We just have to believe that he is who he said he is. Seriously, we have the easy part. And that, it's just crazy. So we have to believe that he is who he says yeah. he is. And we have to believe that he will do what he says he will. Yeah. So he, he is, I am, and his promises just are. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. But it. we struggle. Well, it's, I mean, it's exactly the strategy of the enemy. It's exactly what he tried to do, um, even way back, you know, in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Well. When yeah. he's like, do you really think? Right. He's going to do that or that he is who he says he is. Yeah. yeah. Questioning who he was. Just a moment of doubt. Yeah. But isn't that what we do sometimes is we question who he is? You know, that's a good. What he can do. That's a good point. How many times does does Satan win by just putting a little seed of doubt? Oh my gosh. And we know what the the faith of a mustard seed does. What does the doubt of a mustard Mm -hmm. seed do? I mean, that's. All he has to do is put a thought. Yeah. And, and that's why we have to be so careful that we have to think about what we're thinking about. Yeah. All those ca- thoughts captive. All those thoughts captive. I mean, we have to be really careful what we entertain and what we, you know, for lack of a better term, cycle through our mind. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because what you think about. Right. Will be ultimately what you believe. Yes. What you think about is. It is. Yeah. If you believe a lie, you'll live a lie. Um, If you believe the truth, you'll live in that. You'll walk in that. I mean, taking this out of a a, um, God to child of God talk, we know that that's true in just life. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, what a what a shocking concept that life would imitate our relationship with God. But we know that if we speak horrible things yeah. into a child, that child will grow up thinking Eventually. that yeah. they're that they're all those things that we all said. those things. Yeah, and they will live that because they believe that. But God has done the exact opposite for us. He has spoken all of this goodness into yeah. us. And we struggle to believe because we have this mustard seed of doubt. Yeah. You know, what if we came to God the way sometimes like our kids in, come to us? <clears throat> for instance, um, my oldest son one time for his birthday, he, I asked him, I said, what would you like? What would you like for your birthday? And he said, hey, mom, I, I wouldn't mind a pair of shoes. I said, that'd be great. I said, you just tell me which ones you want and I'll get, I'll get that for you. And he said, thank you. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I'll wait to tell you thank you <laughs> when I see the <laughs> shoes show up uh, on my door. Yeah. You know, but I mean, isn't that what we do? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll believe you, Jesus, when the shoes show up at my door. I'll believe you right. when, you know what I'm saying? And and he didn't, he, he didn't say, I'll make sure that I tell you thanks when I see it. Right. But how many times do we do that? We don't believe. He, just, he believed that when I said I was going to get him a pair of shoes for his birthday, that that's exactly what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, so because I made a promise to him. Yep. Well, how much more is that with the Lord in us and in our everyday lives? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. So I said that I would be your provider. Right. But you're over here thinking that I'm not going to provide for you. You're worried and anxious and yeah, trying to make alternative plans. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the part where, so when I was thinking about all of this study, my mind keeps going to this actual podcast because it was a weird dream, like not a, to be honest, I didn't know that this is where he was going to take me. My dream was literally to be able to have a voice for him and to to do something that would be impactful for the kingdom. Like that was my dream. From Southeast Kansas, how can I do that, God? How can I impact my community? Can I impact, um, you know, beyond? And he has taken that and he has just blown it up. Like what I thought was going to be this little bitty Southeast Kansas podcast that we might have five people listening to is so much more than that. You know, we have we have listeners in Uganda. Oh my gosh, that's I, incredible. Yeah. We have a listener one listener in um in Ireland. Like so hi to you guys. That's so cool. Um but like things like that are just mind blowing to me. All because God took a dream of and to be honest, I thought it was going to be through writing because I'm an English teacher and writing is my passion. And so I totally thought that I would be like writing a book or something and and so I wasn't listening to though to to what to the gifts that God had put in front of me, you know, he kind of made like he laid it all out for me. He gave me a husband who knew what he was doing with this and was already doing a podcast and was able to like pull it all together for me and just set me up so that it was easy peasy. There wasn't much of a learning curve. He gave me a co-host that I, yay, yes, because like, you know, I went through several months of going, who's it going to be? And and God would just keep saying, no, that's not the one. What about her? No, that's not it. And then Judy came along and he was like, yep, that's the one. That's it. And I was so nervous to talk to you about it that first day. And um, because I thought you were going to be like, she's she's crazy. I'm not adding another thing to my plate. And like, what? We're not doing this. But you weren't. You were totally like yeah, so excited. all in. Yes. Immediately. And I was like, that's confirmation yeah. that this is it. But God took this little dream of mine to want to impact my community for him and has given us this, yeah, which is so incredible, just crazy. But how many times have we like 
do we miss that? Well, I think sometimes we think that one, we can't. Right. That we're not. We're not I mean, confident. We're yeah. lacking some. We are Moses. Why we, yeah, we are. Like, <laughs> we were like, seriously, Jesus, you don't want to use me. Uh-huh. You know, and we and we start like giving him ideas and names of other people. Right. <laughs> have you tried? Uh, you know, yeah. legitimately. <laughs> are you sure? Because, you know, we have, oh, we really struggle with confidence. We do. Um, in ourselves well, and who God little, is in ourselves. You know, one little us. bit of doubt. Yeah. Whispered. It's, it can affect everything. But he can just do so much with it if we just trust that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And no, he didn't say, okay, Megan, you're going to have a podcast and, and you know, it's going to do great things. He didn't say that to me. What he did say was he gave me the desire, the dream to have a voice for him. And he took that and he amplified it. And he's doing all of this. Like this is all him because there's no way that I should know anything about how to put a podcast together, let alone put it on multiple streaming sites and, you know, apps and all the, all the things. Like, I don't even know the right words to use. So <laughs> it's all him pulling this all together for us. But he's just blessed it. And he said he would. He gave me the, us, the dream to speak yeah, yeah. for him, to, to do what we can for his kingdom. And, and because we were willing to act on that in just a little bit, we just took that one step and he took like the other 99. I know that's so cliche, but like legitimately. Well, don't you think it's all wrapped up in our yes? It is. I mean. It is. He just needs us to say yes. <laughs> I, you know. That's a little. I know. Sounds crazy. It's that surrender piece, mm. which involves the trusting piece. But really, if we say yes, yeah. you know, yes, I, I see that's way bigger than me, God, but. I trust you. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's no way that I could do that on my own, but I trust you. Right. You know that fear of failure yeah. will hold us back so much. You know how many times do people live and die and never take a risk? You know, we talked about yeah. this last time about how people would poke fun and say that Christianity is boring, but actually I think Christianity is the most risky, adventurous life. I mean, if you really, if you say yes, if you say yes, I mean, if you keep telling him no, sure. You can, you can sit on the pews on Sunday and sit and go home and, and live that, live that. I mean, but man, just think of what we're missing. Yeah. What if you actually said yes to the things that he wants to do? I mean, he's not boring. I mean, he's the creator of the universe. Seriously. The Bible says in Psalms, he exhales stars. Who does that? I mean, that's kind of incredible. I mean, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, really. I mean, just exhale once and you've got a star. I mean, that's pretty incredible. He's like, literally, you know, we were talking about this the other day at church. Before that there were ever eyes to behold him, Mm -hmm. he was God. Yeah. Before there were lips to praise him, he was God. You know, before there was anybody to vote on him and tell him that he was God, <laughs> he was God. He was God. Yeah. And so when you think about it like that, really, our yeses should be easy. Yeah. Not always, but they should be. It should at least be like the gut reaction, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess. kind of want to be like Peter. <laughs> I mean, even if I, even if he's got to fish me out of the water. Well, yeah. At least. Let me jump out of the boat. I mean, right. I got to give the guy that. No, that's an adventure. Yeah. I right. mean, seriously. You know, people always like knocking for falling, but he did walk on water. Right. Just saying. I mean, Just saying. And he's the only one. That's what I'm saying. Nobody else t- got out of the boat. That's right. Look who's throwing stones. Nobody else got out of the boat. <laughs> Poor Peter. <laughs> Super excited about Peter, man. I should like, I want to champion him right now. I, I just like, wanna, that. like Seriously want to clap for him. Like, way to go. All y'all other 11 you know stayed in the boat. You know what's funny is that we, we talk about Paul so much. Peter does kind of like, even though he is the yeah. rock on which the church is built. I mean, totally. I mean, seriously, Peter, you know, as my dad would say, sometimes needed peppermint shoes because, you know, he had a lot of things come out of his mouth that yeah. he probably should have like. He, um, I'm guilty. I'm raising yeah. my hand in here. You guys can't yeah. see me, but guilty. Yeah. You know, he probably entered the room with his mouth first a lot of times, obviously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but nobody else walked on water. Right. Except for Jesus, obviously. But right, none of but the no, other disciples no, no. did. He took a risk. Yeah. He's like, dude, if that's you, I trust that's you, that it's you. Oh, he trusted. He trusted. 
How cool to say that I jumped out of the boat and walked on water there. Like well, if I was to eat her. And the thing is, is like he didn't just randomly jump out of the boat. No. He was beckoned. Yeah. Called to do that. So like God's never going to just be like this, you know, like suddenly it's not going to like, what am I trying to say here? Like, uh, or how to say that. I'm thinking of like some of my greatest experiences with God have been the things where I thought I was going to serve other people. And it always, I almost said backfires. It doesn't backfire. God always turns it around. It's that where like that thing where you go bless somebody and then you're going to be blessed threefold because God's just cool like that. He is. Every time I've said yes to the missions trip, every time there has never been a mission trip that was boring. There has never been a mission trip where God didn't move for, for me, like not for me. I mean, like that God didn't move for me. And there's never been a mission trip where I didn't see God do amazing things in the lives of others. But you got to say yes. Yeah. There's never been a time when someone said yes to ministry and, and it was boring. Yeah. Or it was, I, I don't want to say not bad. There are hard times sometimes. It's not always easy. You know, several of those missions trips when I was in high school, my, uh, my youth minister would um, take us to Juarez, Mexico. And if anybody knows anything about Juarez right now, we would never be there now today. We probably, well, I say we probably shouldn't have been there. God clearly had a plan. We went, we came back safely four years in a row that I was there. But um, he took us and, and we went to Juarez and we were building houses. Do you know that first year we went, it was a group of 12 girls, no boys. We had my youth minister and one dad that were the males of the entire group. And the rest of us were girls Wow. and moms who, you know, like, yeah. And, uh, we got there and the, uh, I, I don't know why I'm telling the story, but other than just say that we said yes anyway, That's even it. though we didn't have any guys going with us because, you know, building houses is like, that's tough, right? Even the group that we were going with, like the ministry that we were partnering with thought that, oh, they're going to, they're not even going to get a house done. We built a whole house and finished another one that another group wow. didn't get finished wow. in the week that we were there. I promise you it was not us. That's incredible. This 12, um, 14 and 15 and 16 year old <laughs> girls did not know what we were doing. <laughs> we did not have a clue how to build a house, how to stucco a house to this day. If I never have to stucco another house, <laughs> I'm good with that. But like, God used that. That's it. All he needs is our yes, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's relocating. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's, it's saying it's yes. It's not always easy. No, sometimes it's saying yes to ministry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's saying yes to a new job. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of yes. It could be a simple yes. Yes, I'm going to go to that Bible study. Yeah. Because your input to the group Thank you. Might be something that somebody else needs. Or yes, I'm going to go back to church. Right. Or yes, I'm going to start, you know, being involved in this area. Yes, I'm going to call that person that I haven't called. You know, yes, I'm going to, you know, pray for that person. We have those Holy Spirit nudges. Yes. That we just, those are the things that push us. We don't, you know, Abraham went 25 years from the time that God said, um, I'm going to make you the father of many nations to the time that that promise actually became quote unquote fulfilled. And of course he never saw Abraham never saw in on this earth. What was really the telescope version of what God was saying, but he had faith. And said yes. Yeah. And said yes to leaving behind everything and going. And man. Well, it's incredible because our yes, much of the time will mean somebody else's yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, my kids. That's true. Because I said just in in this piece alone, because I said yes to Jesus, my kids Mm -hmm. said yes to Jesus. But if we want to go back, my great grandfather said yes to Jesus. 
So my grandfather said yes mm -hmm. to Jesus. So my father said yes to Jesus. And so their yeses have five generations later right. have been the yeses of my entire family. Um, all because somebody says yes. You know, and how incredible is that to have an entire legacy of legacy. people? Mm -hmm. All because all I know is my great grandfather. Mm -hmm. But how many right beyond that beyond that know. said yeah. yes, all because they said yes to Jesus. I mean, that's kind of incredible. And so Many times, I always tell people that God is um, generational. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, because he he's, you know, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know what I'm saying? He says, I mean, he tells you, I am generational. And what I started in Abraham, you may not see the fulfillment. Right. But it, I'm going to do it as, I, as if I'm doing it through you. Um, what I started in David, I'm, you know, I'm going to continue with Solomon. What I started in Elijah, I'm going to continue with Elisha. I mean, it's he always you know, starts because of somebody else's yes. And what if our yes really catapults somebody into an right. even greater yes? I mean, how many times have we seen people just continue for generations what the Lord spoke to another man or woman years and years and years prior to? And because they took a risk, everybody else was blessed because of their yes. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It's kind of um, humbling yeah, to think about what the effect of my yes. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, you know, sometimes, I don't know if the rest of you guys feel like this. Sometimes I feel like um, I'm so like minuscule. Like, yeah, yeah. not that I don't matter, but like, I'm just a blip on the radar. Life is but a breath and, you know, it's here and gone and, and you have this short time and like, what are you really doing with it? But it's so cool to like, if you start to even think about all the fallout. So like, if you say yes, and your kid says yes, and your kid just happens to be an amazing evangelist That's who, it. you know, is sharing her, Jesus with her friends, his friends, whomever, and they start accepting Christ. They fall on, under that child's umbrella, That's but it. that child falls under your umbrella. That's it. And so it's just like, how far does it go? Yeah. You know, and how many umbrellas do you have? I don't know. There have been moments in my life where I certainly was nervous. There have been moments in my life when I said no. I mean, I please don't think that I'm saying that like I've always said yes to everything. No, certainly not. I have. Here's one. When I first moved to Coffeyville, Kansas, Southeast Kansas, where we are, I um, was invited to a local church. And um, I, I had some like knowledge of this church and um, had worked with some of the leadership of this church in other capacities previously. And I said no, because I was still dealing with that church hurt. And if you aren't aware what that is, you can go back and listen to previous episodes, talk about it. But um, and I said, no, I wasn't going. And then like several, a, a couple years later, my, uh, my kiddo ended up going somewhere where I met someone else who was like, Hey, I go to church at this local church. You should come out there. And I said, no, I'm good. And I ended up going to like finding a, another church. And I stayed at that church for quite a while. And, um, finally third times the charm, I guess was invited to this church for an event. And so I went and do you know, it took my daughter, it took my daughter nudging me and saying, Hey mom, um, do you think maybe we try this church time for me to go? Okay. It was the same church. I missed at least eight years of time with that church because I was saying no. Does that mean that God didn't do something with the yeses that I said between those times? Absolutely not. I mean, clearly, like, he put me in a place of, like, um, a voluntary ministry for a while and, like, um, like a youth ministry. And, and I mean, so the, things happened. But eight years was gone where I probably was supposed to be the whole time because I kept saying no. 
So you guys say no sometimes. And then I'm there anyway. So what was the purpose? (laughs) Why say no? Well, that's what, you know, our yeses affect so much. I always tell people, you know, if, if I was to get a new job, that affects my children. If I move, it affects my children. You know, all my yeses, even in just regular life, mm-hmm. affects my children and affects my family, affects those people who I work with, who I work around. And, you know, to think that, I mean, here's the deal. Like if God's asking you, he's already yeah. prepared the way. He's already said, man, I got this. I mm-hmm. got you. Um, I chose you for this time in this place, for this hour, for this job. And I've already got it figured out. All I need you to do. It's like literally he's like calling you on the phone and mm-hmm. going, so I want to offer you right, this job. Yeah. yeah. I have the perfect illustration for that. Because again, so see, when God wants to get my attention, I get that Holy Spirit nudge. And then when I ignore it, he sends my daughter. <clears throat> so my daughter had asked to go to school, a, a private school. And I said, no, no, we can't afford that. And you're actually, I said, we can't afford that. And you are involved with so much. Like you have band and you have choir and you have drama and like you have, you know, all this stuff that you are, your basketball and volleyball and Rehearsed blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All the stuff. You cannot switch schools now. Like, so it was between her seventh and eighth grade year. Her eighth grade year had not happened yet. It was that summer between, but there was a new theater director coming to the school. And that theater director had already pre- assigned her the lead role for the first play things were getting ready to like kind of happen for her right like she was making big progress for this for her goals in life and she listened and she said yes and I said no and she said okay well I'm gonna go here and I said no you're not and she said if God says I am I am listen little missy and then um, a couple weeks later, a couple days later, I don't remember, um, her theater director, not the one at the school, but the one that she was like um, at the church, she had a, a theater director that they were working on a summer play. That theater director said, so here, Lene is coming, might be coming to school here next year. And I said, mm, she is not, <laughs> she is not coming to school here next year. Like, and I listed again, all the reasons. And, and that teacher was like, oh, okay, well, and she's like, well, I'm going to be praying that that she's coming. And I'm like, praying for you. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah. And I'm like, you do that. She's not coming. And then I was like, yes, I am. If God says I am, I am. Okay. So then we find out, um, a couple days later, that same theater director that was talking to me earlier said, so you, you taught English in school. And I said, yeah, like for several years, she said, well, we need an English teacher. And I said, sorry, I already have a job. And she was like, well, you could work part-time here and like then, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, I'll talk to the principal. Like, we'll see how this goes, but it's probably a no. Because even if you convince me, you're not going to convince my husband. You're not going to convince my husband that she needs to go to a private Christian school. It's half of a yes. Right. Because it's probably a no. It's still, yeah. it's still a no. Like, it's still a no. <laughs> and, and he said no. He said no. Pretty loudly, he said no. Like, and then he said whatever, like it, whatever you think, but it was still really supposed to be a no when I was supposed to be picking up the hint and I didn't. <laughs> um, so I was like kind of my bad, but so I like was preparing for her to go to school there. And then he was like, no, this isn't happening. And I talked to her and I'm like, honey, we can't, we can't have that kind of conflict in our household. Like if he says no, it's gotta be a no. Like I, we can't live with that kind of um, dissension in our, in our home, you know, like that kind of, it, it's too much. And Lene was like, if God says yes, I'm going. And I'm like, all right. And so, and, and by that time I was like, you're right. If God says yes, you're going like God will make it so clear that that's where you're supposed to be. He will change my husband's mind. If that's where you're supposed to be. I don't know that he ever like changed his mind but he changed his 
immediate like negativeness about it, his negatory about it. Like he got on board with it in the way of like, if this is what you want to do, fine. But like, I don't like, you need to know that I'm not really like on board with this. Like, I don't really support it. But if you like, whatever, that's, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. And we were like, okay, that's all right. So yeah, when I say no, when I say no to my Holy Spirit nudges, he sends my daughter every time, <laughs> like every time. Kids sometimes, young people, seem to say yes a little quicker. Timothy's. Yeah, they're just good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just don't have all the inhibitions. Um, they don't know enough to be afraid. Yeah, is that it? Well, I think you I know, wish I, I, I wish yeah. I didn't have that. I know that inhibition about stuff like I that. I think sometimes we're just afraid of losing. We we're are afraid of failing, and I don't know that they have that. No, they just they have. Yeah, they just have ambition, and hey, if God says it. Let's do it's it. It's going to happen. Yeah. She fully believed. Seriously, kids have like incredible faith. We really should yeah. take a few lessons. I mean, that is the faith of a child. I know we always think of like five-year-old yeah. children and like Santa no, and seriously. all that. Yeah. No, this is yeah. the faith of a child. Just... No wonder he uses young people all the time to bring, you right. know, movements of God throughout our, you know, yeah. country. They'll do it. They They'll say do yes. It. They, don't, they don't care what other people think. That is true. You know, I mean, they just do it. That's true. Really. Really, we should probably take a few lessons of the yes. Yes. Because they're not afraid. They're not afraid what other people think. They're not afraid if they fail. You know, they are, my middle son is like so incredibly risky. You know, he will stop that. Yes. He's so (laughs) actually all of them are. But I mean, um, my, my middle son, he will do things and I'm thinking that is so risky in my oh, head and, and he just does it. And I'm like, you just did that. That, that was incredible. And he, he just does things. He will take jobs. I mean, he will do things yes. that I'm thinking, you know, but I, I will say that their father was real. He's real risky. Yeah. And I, I can remember years ago their, their father had never, um, done like dynamite work. Okay. Yeah. And he told like me most he, people. Yeah. yeah okay. Thank you. Like who does that? Yeah. You know, and he come home one day and he said, Hey, I contracted a, a bid for some dynamite thing. I said, have you ever done that? And he said, <laughs> no. And I was like, well, how can you do that? And he goes, well, it can't be that hard. And I'm, oh. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so he totally did the contract and totally did this blowing up something. I don't even know, which was really cool. And I can remember going, you just did that. Yeah, you just did that. You just said yes to something you've never done. Oh my goodness, this is what we do. Yeah. We're so afraid of failing or falling, or if we do fail or fall, what are they gonna, people going to think? Right, that's really what it is, Really, right? fear of man. Fear of man. Oh my goodness, there should be a whole I feel like we have, like, we didn't even know that we man. were having a series, but this is yeah. what we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> everything's about the fear of man, isn't it? It is. So, you know, the Bible says it brings a snare, doesn't it? Do you know... Um, my kids right now are writing essays. We finished the Pilgrim's Progress and they are taking the snares. That's one of the words in their, their um, topic, the snares and diversions that the main character Christian had to go through on his journey and comparing that to uh, modern, what, mm. what today's teens have to like, what temptations and distractions mm. really affects teens today. And uh, a lot of them are talking about peer pressure. A lot of them are talking about sexual immorality, which, you know, has meant that I had to be very careful with them on how they were Googling their research because you never know, which is just sad yeah. that you can't even look up like research on something without it taking you somewhere completely inappropriate. That's a whole digression. Sorry. But yeah, they're talking about sexual immorality. They're talking about um, drug temptations and they're talking about, you know, other things, but the peer pressure and the anxiety. So many of them are talking about anxiety because we don't trust God to be our counselor and our provider or, and it's not, I mean, there are people out there with like legitimate anxiety issues, but I think that we have fed it into our kids Mm -hmm. and uh, they've been isolated away and they haven't had to cope with just life. I'm curious to see what the next generation is going to look like. Like who's going to come out of it? That's okay. going to take this generation and and run with it because it has to happen. Yeah. There's going to be somebody. 
Well, you know, and I think we should always encourage our kids to be risk takers. You know, sometimes I think as parents, we're like, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not, <laughs> like, no. you know, yeah. We, and we do that. And, and I've done that. I can remember, you know, with, with my son just recently, he was looking into another job and I was like, I don't know. I don't know that you should, you know, why don't you step back? And like, I, you know, I was looking yeah. at all the safety. evaluate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was all the safety nets of his job. He had a, he had an incredible job, incredible boss, incredible people around him, just absolutely fantastic job. And I'm like, it, but it just wasn't quite paying what he needed. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying, you know, I think you can just stay there. It'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? You got this hang tight. Look at all the good. Yeah. And he's like, but I think I'm going to try this. And, and here I am like trying to say, <laughs> don't step out of the yeah. boat. Don't step out of the boat. I mean, because Aww. there's waves Aww. out there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and you, you could, you could, you could crumble under the waves and maybe it's not what you think. And, you know, and I'm sitting here saying these things to him and he just leaps and I'm like, Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so that's what that looks like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? He gets a call back. These people, they offer him and I mean, an incredible bonus raise. And I said, have you ever done that? What they're offering? He goes, no. He said, but I can do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I need to take lessons. I I guess that's true. I I can do that. Because he just knows that God's not going to fail him. Yeah. He's like, how can I fail? He failed me up. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that this is what I preach to him. When he ever, any of my kids like go through something, I'm like, has God ever failed you? And they're like, no. And I said, do you think he's going to start today? No. So I'm the one preaching this to him. And then he... In his life, in the way that he lives it, has preached his message back to me. Yeah. Actions speak louder yeah, than Yeah, I'm words, telling Mom. you. And I was like, awesome. So I'm glad that I was here to listen to that sermon or actually watch that sermon unfold yeah. before me because right. I think I need to go to an altar for that. Isn't that crazy how much we can learn from just watching other people say yes? Yeah. Which I mean, truly, like, again, if Lene hadn't said yes, I'm telling you. I wouldn't have said yes. Do you know what kind of the joy that teaching at this school has has given to me, let alone the changes that I've seen in her that are just wonderful? All because she said yes and didn't listen when I Mm -hmm. said no. You know, our yeses are actually the most exciting, most adventurous Mm -hmm. things that we ever do. You know, when I look at my life just in general, when I look at like some of the crazy things that my kids and I have done on vacations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I said yes to crazy things that scared me. You know, mm-hmm. and I said yes to um, river rafting and yes to Pacific Ocean, you know, kayaking and yes to these things. And I got there and I was like, oh, help me, Jesus. This what have big, I just said yeah. yes to? Well, after we survived, obviously, um, I was like, wow, that is the greatest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. All because we said yes. I mean, what is on the other side of our yes. So we do need to be tent dwellers. Yeah. We need to be ready just to say yes. And trust that he's got this. But more than trusting that he's got this, trust what he's already said. I will not fail you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will hide you under the shadow of my wings. I mean, so he's going to protect us, provide for us, love us, dream through us. Yeah. How incredible. He can, he can take your little bitty yes and just turn it into something so far beyond. Well, and here's the deal. He's the one who gives us the dream. So if he's the one who's given us the dream, right. Giving you the talent, the passion, the desire to, to do something with it. Yes. He's not just giving you that so that you can like sit back and like observe. And here's the thing. God doesn't want you to fail. No. He doesn't set you on stage and go, man, I hope you really mess this up. He does that. We don't do that to our kids. No, never. I mean, if we're setting up our kids, it's because we know that they're going to win. You know what I'm saying? Years ago, the boys and I all took karate. Help me, Jesus. That was one of your yeses. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. That was probably fun to watch for other people. Um, y- you know, but when we got to our black belt tests, 
we had to take a series of tests mm-hmm. before our black belt test. Right. And one of the tests that we had to take was a six-hour um, black belt test, all in Korean. Help me, Jesus. Oh, my daughter's trying to learn how to speak Korean, like, actively. Yeah. Well, I only know just, like, <laughs> black belt stuff. That's all I know. <laughs> I couldn't talk to her at all, except it was like, you know. She's like, this is so hard. I'm like, did yeah. you think it was going to be easy? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, it's so, anyway, so if you can't pass the six-hour black belt test, they won't even send you. Oh, well, yeah. To the real like, one, because they're the like, point, yeah. no, you'll fail. Yeah. You'll fail. But if you can pass that one, right, then you can do this one. And here's the thing with God. If he's like, so you pass that. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm offering this to you because I know that you're going to, I know you can pass this. The whole like parallel of the talents and all that. Yeah. I mean. He never sets us up for failure. So anytime he's asking us Mm -hmm. to step out, it's because we're going to win. We're going to overcome. He's already promised. Yeah. He's not a liar. Just trust in the promise because his promises are. They are. So what's our challenge this week? Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Be brave. Whatever that dream is. And I don't know if you're like me, like legitimately, this is, um, God has been throwing the dream in front of me. So I'm, I'm reading this study that's about like your dream and say, say yes. And, and believe that he's, he's got this, pro- he's promised it already. Like stand on that. I go to church on Sunday. What are they talking about? Like, well, honestly, they're talking about sacrifices, but in the middle of all that, there was this promise, right? And that was the big promise, right? Like Jesus, yeah, this is a promise. And then Monday before school starts, another teacher pulls me aside and starts talking to me about um, reaching for her dream of doing something. This is her dream and she wants to, to make it happen. I'm like, okay, God. And I start thinking, I'm like, I don't really have a dream. Like at this point in my life, like right now, I'm like, I what is my dream? I don't know. And then I started this study really like diving in and I'm like, okay, I know what this dream is. And I know what the dream was. And when I said, yes, it kind of morphed and like added to and, and guys just say yes, just say yes. It's not going to be boring. It might be difficult. It might be, but it's so worth it. I say it from experience and I say it from like standing on every truth in the Bible that it's worth it. Abraham would tell you it's worth it. Jacob would tell you it's worth it. Sarah would tell you it's worth it. Well, they live life with no regrets. I mean, don't live a life and think, man, I wish I would have said yes. Right. Man, I wish I would have said yes to God. Say yes. I mean, you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. That's where we'll leave that this week. We hope you guys have a wonderful week and we will talk to you next week. Bye guys.